everybody, and welcome back to Our Golden Twenties. You have Sadie and Tegan checking in for another week. So on mm-hmm. today's episode, sorry, were you going to say something? I was trying, I was going to say episode seven, but then I was like, is it even episode seven? But it is. Okay. Episode seven. <laughs> um, on today's episode, we are talking about something that is so taking up so much of my like headspace these days. So I'm very excited to talk it through with you guys. We are talking about friendships and relationships and how we grow through these friendships and relationships and things change, you know, as we grow. So looking forward to talking about that. Um, but Tag, do you want to start with a little new series we're calling Tuesday 10? Sure. So basically our thinking with this, we're trying to do like segments at the beginning of our episodes just to kind of break up the topics. And this is our first time trying Tuesday 10. And the idea is that we kind of come with 10 things that we are just loving this month so far and things that are getting us through this month. And I feel like March is always like, I feel like I said this in February too, but March is kind of like a rough month. It's like not quite spring. It feels like winter drags on forever. Mm-hmm. We're at the one year anniversary of everything shutting down for COVID. So these are just 10 things that we are loving this month. 10 things so, bringing us joy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... The first thing on my list is the book, The Midnight Library, which I just finished um, like last night or the day before, and I've kind of been percolating on it. Um, So like quick synopsis, it's about a girl who, uh, trigger warning, decides to kill herself right in the first chapter. And there's this library that's between life and death, and it's basically every decision she made like whatever decision she could have made becomes a new story in a new book. And so she is kind of stuck between life or death and is given the choice to read all the different choices she could have made in her life. And she's living with all this regret about, I could have been in a rock band or I could have studied up in the Arctic or I could have went for coffee with this guy. And so she reads through all these different stories of what her life could have been. So I really, really liked it. At first, I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. But it's one that the more I think about, the more I like it. So I I feel like it's a good book to read in your 20s because mm-hmm. it deals a lot with like themes of like regret and trying to make hard choices and making the perfect choice and how like she discovers it's not necessarily one choice is the best choice and one isn't. Everyone has its own kind of repercussions. But so that's number one on my list. Um, number two is the show Grace and Frankie, which I have already watched once, like way back in the day when it came out. And I watched like the seasons as they came out, but I've been rewatching it, uh, just because my husband didn't watch it with me. So we're watching it together. And I really, really love this show. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really good winter show because they live in California. So it's super sunny and, you know, light. It's funny, but like still deals with interesting topics I don't know and I love Jane Fonda I want to do like a whole episode where I just talk about Jane Fonda (laughs) because I love her so much and I did not really know anything about her before I watched the show I like knew she had workout videos and that was it and now I am obsessed with her um so that's number two Grace and Frankie 
Number three for me is Disney Plus just got their new like part of their service called Star, which is all of uh, like it's a bunch of Fox stuff that was kind of like in the vault because it was like too adult for Disney Plus. But they just launched it all. And I've been watching so many movies. I watched like Little Miss Sunshine and Moulin Rouge and Ed Wood. Just so many good movies that I haven't seen in forever or movies that I've never seen before. And that's saying something. You've seen a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people didn't know that this was like a thing. I don't think it's a thing in the U.S., which is probably why. It's only in like Canada and a few other places. But I am like, it really adds a lot of value to my Disney Plus subscription. Because um, I feel like you have to be like in a certain mood to be like subscribed to Disney because you're like, I'm going to watch these Disney movies. But now it's like actual other movies. My fourth thing I'm loving is this book that I'm not actually finished. So maybe it goes off the deep end and I will report back and say I hate it. But um, I'm halfway through reading My Not So Perfect Life which I really, really love so far. And it's another book about a 20-year-old who's trying to work in advertising in London. And she is actually having a really, really hard time. And her life kind of sucks because it's so expensive to live in London. And she has to take the tube and get stepped on and screamed at on, on her way there. And it messes up her hair. And her boss is terrible. And she's curating like a perfect life on her Instagram. And then she gets... Uh, just randomly fired and has to go move back with her parents in the country. And she helps them set up like a glamping site basically at their farm. And then her boss, who she hated, shows up as one of the clientele at this glamping place, I guess. So that's the synopsis of it. But I really, really like it. It's another one where I feel like if you're in your 20s, it's a good one. Yeah, you've piqued my interest. I'm definitely adding that to my TV rock mm -hmm. list. Yeah, and number five on my list is Casey Musgraves because I just love her always. And I've heard that she might be dropping a new album very shortly. Maybe, like, this is probably wishful thinking, but maybe by the time this episode goes live, she has an <laughs> album out. That would be very exciting. Um, but... I just think she's super awesome. And I listen to her um, like old stuff all the time and she's due for a new album. So here's hoping. Yeah. That's my top five. Amazing. Okay. I'm going to complete this list of 10 with five things as well. <laughs> so on the music front, that was actually a perfect segue. Guys, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm loving Justin Bieber these days. <laughs> And hmm. he's dropping a new album, I think, the week this comes out. So the week of okay. uh, the 15th. But uh, he just released a song called Hold On, and I cannot stop listening to it. Like, there's something about it that I'm just, like, obsessed with. You know you can call me if you need someone I'll pick up the pieces if you come undone Like, 
I think he dropped an album last year and it was like decent. There was like a handful of songs that I really liked and played over and over again. So he did make my top artists in 2020 on Spotify wrapped. Not the top artist, but one of them. And <laughs> I'm very sure that I think he's released three songs from this album so far, Hold On being one of them. And I'm pretty sure he's already in my top plate of 2021. So I'm just super excited for the album that he releases and if you need a good like dance party song in like to dance to in your living room you need to listen to hold on so that is number one on my list number two is a book that i have not read but it is (laughs) next on my list to read and maybe again by the time this episode goes live i have started it since i'm very close to finishing the book i'm currently reading but this book is atomic habits and i'm seeing it absolutely everywhere I've had literally three friends plus my sister tell me or talk to me about it and just like it seems to be something that I think I would really like. So the whole premise is kind of it's just like kind of a self-help book and it's basically about how to make tiny changes for like remarkable results kind of thing is the tagline. So it's by James Clear and I am very excited to read it. Like I said, I've had like three to five friends tell me about it plus like all the influencers I follow on Instagram and watch vlogs (laughs) of, they're reading it. So I'm like, okay, it is definitely next on my list. Third thing for Tuesday 10 is kind of what Tegan was saying about how March is just this kind of like bleh month. Like I really love winter, but I like winter from November 15th to January 31st and that's it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I don't even like spring very much. Like I rather just like jump right to summer rather than like, you know, go through like the slush, the rain and like the gray things coming alive. I just want to like fast forward to like when the flowers are out, the trees are in bud, you know? So... Mm -hmm. Anyways, all that being said, I am on Pinterest like all day, every day lately, (laughs) and I'm just like planning for spring and summer. So from like seasonal foods and like it's coming like salad season and like, you know, just kind of like thinking about like spring veggies that are going to be in season and fruits, like what sorts of recipes I can create with them. Um, Also, like what is trending in like fashion for spring, summer and what you know, new outfit pieces I need, outfit pieces, what new wardrobe (laughs) staples I need for the season. So I'm just putting that on the list. Go to Pinterest and start planning for spring, people. It is time. It is so (laughs) close to the first day of spring. (laughs) Um, And creating a seasonal bucket list. That's something that I want to do. And I'll hopefully put on our Instagram the day this goes live or shortly after. All these things that I'm finding on Pinterest, I want to round it up into a seasonal bucket list. Love it. Thank you. Fourth and fifth things are both (laughs) drinks. So number four is bubbly sparkling water. And if my sister and my mom are listening, they're probably laughing because this has just like changed my life. (laughs) And (laughs) it's all because those Michael Buble commercials really resonated and I love them. So anyways, my, I'm like usually a huge Perrier gal. Like I love flavored water. I love sparkling water. And Perrier has just been my go-to. I do like LaCroix as well, but I'm not that bougie, so (laughs) I only drink it, like, (laughs) sometimes. But bubbly, guys, is so good. Like, so much better than Perrier. I agree. Yeah. Look, I'm drinking it. You are? Me too. Oh, my gosh. Add some bubbles to the mic. Yeah. (laughs) I'm 
bubbly lime flavor tonight. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I picked up bubbly lime in the grocery store, but then I put it down when I came across the peach flavor. So I'm now trying the peach and it is so good. My mom had the blackberry flavor when I was home last and it was also so good. So big fan and 10 out of 10 recommend, you know, especially if you're like trying to up your water intake, switch to sparkling water, like at least, you know, sometimes and it's super good. And then the last thing to complete this list of 10 is mocha bun coffee. So this coffee I've just been started or I just started drinking, I want to say a few, like two weeks ago, maybe. And I actually won an Instagram contest for like, I got my prize was three bags of this coffee. (laughs) But Mm. guys, it is such good coffee. And it is so it's specialty coffee from or Yemen specialty coffee roasted in Canada. So it's a Toronto business, um, but the beans obviously come from Yemen, and it is just so good. Like, it's there's a few different ones. So right now the one I'm trying kind of has this, like, citrusy flavor to it, which I wasn't a huge fan mm. of at first. But the more I drink it, since I'm drinking it literally every day now, I really, really have come to like it. And the other flavor I have is like a, I think it's kind of like a nutty chocolatey taste to it. So I'm excited to try Mm. that one since that's like more in my like realm of coffee. But guys, it's just so good. And it's like, I got the, you can choose like what, how you're going to make it, I guess. So how they're going to like, how finely they need to basically like process the beans or whatever. So since mine's just for regular drip coffee, it's in like powder form and it literally looks like, I don't even know what, just like powdered coffee beans. And it's just so luxurious and so amazing. It smells so good. It tastes so good. It's so smooth. I just needed to throw it on the list for you guys to try as well. Wow. So there you have it. (laughs) Our top 10. Yeah. Can we manifest a bubbly sponsorship of the podcast? Oh my gosh, yes. And like guest speaker (laughs) with Michael Buble talking about the influence (laughs) of marketing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So good. I would love that so much. That's so funny that you're drinking one as well. (laughs) I know. Unprompted. Right? We don't even normally get bubbly that much, but Tyrell and I were trying to cut out carbs and so then he was like you know have some sparkling water and then if you're like i'm craving ice cream have some sparkling water yeah this is only day one so i don't know if that technique works but yeah my sister did whole 30 um at the beginning of 2021 and this is kind of her story to share so (laughs) i hope i tell it right (laughs) but anyways she was also like cutting out i don't actually remember cutting out sugar i think was the big thing and yeah she's like a huge pop person so she couldn't have like any juices obviously couldn't have pop and she was like going to sparkling water to cure all her cravings as well and she found it really helped her through so I have faith it'll work for you and Tyrell as well (laughs) great yeah okay so should we transition into I want to say the actual episode even though we're already a few (laughs) minutes into this (laughs) sure Okay, cool. So as we mentioned, guys, this episode is the real episode, not just that little (laughs) prequel, (laughs) is about outgrowing people, if it's friendships or relationships, as you kind of think, especially as you go through your 20s, lots of changes happening in your life. And 
it's something that I've been kind of struggling with lately and I just think it would be something worth talking about. So basically, Tag, I don't really actually know where to start. (laughs) This has kind of been something, I feel like I've been talking about this a lot with like a lot of my friends. I'm either talking about this with my friends or I'm not talking to my friends basically (laughs) because it's like, especially now is such a (laughs) weird like time. It's so hard to be keeping up relationships because like when the pandemic first started we've talked about this before it was like so exciting to be doing house party calls and to be doing Mm -hmm. like zoom calls once a week and all of that magic has like worn off basically and a lot of the people who were your best friends because you'd see them every day at work now you hardly ever see them or if you see them it's on like a zoom call where everyone's distracted so it's, it's like the space of friendship is kind of changing overall, as well as like, I think being in your 20s is a pretty transformative time. And a lot of our friends are in their 20s. And so everyone's kind of going through different stuff at different times. And it's hard and you're yeah. losing friends maybe for like the first time. Yeah, for sure. And I think it is hard and it's super tough. And it's important though to like really acknowledge and process what you're feeling and then figure out what you need to do to take action to make yourself, you know, feel better. And tag exactly what you were saying. I think the pandemic especially is what has brought this to like surface for me, just not seeing my friends all the time and just obviously like processing my own emotions while my friends are processing their own emotions and, you know, just like how the pandemic has impacted us. But at the same time, this whole pandemic has made me really value my relationships and value connection with others Mm -hmm. since that was so easily taken away, you know, as we were told to stay in our homes. So it's just been super interesting to navigate through. And I feel because of all of that, that's why it's top of mind for me. It's funny. I think we've already talked about in like a past episode, like what our horoscope signs are or whatever. But when it comes to friendships, I've So I'm a Scorpio and I find that when it comes to any relationship in my life is when I like most strongly associate as a Scorpio. Like I am extremely loyal and will do anything for my friends. Um, I like take really, I take a lot of pride in being a good friend and I'm the type of person that will drop like everything and anything if my friend is going through like a really tough time. And I also though have a really hard time turning to my friends for the same support because I don't ever want to burden them with my problems when I know they're going through their own thing. But then Mm -hmm. I'm also extremely obsessive and impulsive too, I guess, like all these bad traits that I think are very stereotypical of a Scorpio, but it really comes out in my relationships as well, where then I feel like my friends, like, I feel like friendships are very one-sided. I feel like I give 110%, but my friends sometimes only give me back, like, 50%. But it's kind of like a self-imposed problem. Um, like, I don't have to give my all to every single one of my friends at every single moment. And that doesn't make me selfish, you know, choosing when I have energy and brain power to take on my friends' problems rather than just, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with my own problems. So... I think just like all of that has merged into my head, especially during the pandemic, while people are going through so many problems and I'm dealing with my own problems and more problems personally than I have 
before this. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And I think, like, I honestly think that your friends are really lucky to have you because it's rare for people to have friends who can be there for you like that. Like, some people don't even have family who can be there. Yeah. Like, that would drop things to help. Um, So, like, I do think it makes sense that you kind of have those feelings of feeling like you're putting in a hundred percent and the other person isn't. And whether it's because like, like we don't know what other people are going through, whether it's that they're having like a mental health crisis or their work's really crazy right now, but your feelings are still valid in that they may not be giving you a hundred percent back. Totally. And so it's kind of like, I feel like in those situations you have to, like you were saying, think about your feelings, think about why am I feeling this way? Oh, it's because I'm giving 100% to this relationship and they are not. And this is the same for friendships, like romantic relationships, anything, even like work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If you're feeling like you're putting in your all and you're not getting back that same energy, then once you realize that that's where your feelings are coming from, you kind of have to think, okay, how do I proceed with this? Like, is this something that ends the relationship? If so... How do I proceed with that? You know, so it just kind of raises, I guess, more questions, but. Yeah, but they're good questions. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, it's not wrong to, even now in the pandemic, it's not wrong to be feeling like my friends aren't supporting me. You shouldn't just be brushing off those feelings because, oh, well, it's hard for everyone. Like, yes, it is. But your feelings are still your feelings, you know? Exactly. And one thing that I've just it's this thought that's kind of bubbled up through the past year or so is the idea of being the main character in your life and in your own life, I should say. And that is not anything like new and revolutionary, but it's also keeping in mind that while you're the main character of your own life, your friends are the main character of their lives. Iris, in the movies we have leading ladies and we have the best friends. You, I I can tell, are a leading lady. But for some reason, you're behaving like the best friend. You're so right. You're supposed to be the leading lady of your own life, for God's sake. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're giving every situation in your life 110%, you know, and you're trying to give your friends 110%, like, it just doesn't balance out, you know? Like, I need Mm -hmm. to obviously prioritize things for myself over my friends sometimes and my friends do the exact same thing so they're there for me when they're able to but for the Mm -hmm. most part you know like they're going through their own things and they're their own main character it's not just that they're selfish or that they don't you know value my friendship as much as I value theirs it's just they have their own lives happening you know their own stories and it's just a different shift in mindset, I guess. And that's really brought me a lot of comfort lately. Mm-hmm. Like it might not be a huge thing for them. Like you might be texting them and reaching out and they're not responding, but they could just be like looking at their phone and being like, oh, I'll respond to that later and forget. Mm-hmm. But then like in you, in your mind, you're like, I am reaching out to them. They're not responding. I'm putting in the effort and I'm getting nothing when they're just like, not even thinking about it because they're just like going through their own life, like exactly what you were saying. And it might not even be like them being strategic of like, well, I need to prioritize myself. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to 
respond to Sadie. It could just be like their brains just so full. It's not even comprehending these things that are coming through, you know, like, I don't think it needs to, or I don't think it's necessarily like planned or like malicious of like, I'm not going to be your friend, you know? Yeah, for sure. And that's just something that I constantly need to remind myself of. And maybe like you as a listener also need to remind yourself of that as well is just you're the main character of your own story. They're the main character of their story, Mm -hmm. you know? And like Tegan's saying, it doesn't always come out of like a malicious intent when they don't text Mm -hmm. you back or when they're not there for you. You know, it's just, we're all going through this, doing the best we can. And that's all we can do at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And sort of along that same analogy of, you know, your life being a story or a book. I was listening to a podcast the other day and it just kind of brought this full circle for me. So there's been a few relationships in my life I want to say the past year to two years that have just been like very predominantly evolving and that I'm like very conscious of evolving. And some of them I feel like are chapters coming to an end and some of them are chapters that were starting, but then just kind of got put on pause. And it was a lot for me to process and it was very frustrating. But again, I'm so obsessive over these things that I can't stop thinking about it. So it's been just like, I don't know, all these thoughts mulling in my head. And when I heard this on a podcast, um, it just kind of all wrapped it up for me. And like I said, it was along that story analogy where it said that, sorry, some friends and people come into your life for certain chapters of your story, but they're not meant to be there for the whole entire thing. And it just really resonated because like I said, some friendships in my life right now and tag kind of like you were saying in your 20s it's very common for you know the people you went to high school with maybe don't carry through when you move to college because you go to different towns you start creating different lives and you just end up growing apart and the same thing happens when you graduate college and you move into working full-time people you saw every day in class or people you know you saw on campus in residence you just don't see them every day therefore again you grow apart And it's not that, you know, you all of a sudden hate your high school friends. It's just that you guys grew apart, you know, and they were there for that chapter of your life, but they don't necessarily need to be there for the whole story. And you don't need to force them to be there for the whole story. Just appreciate Mm -hmm. and remember, you know, they were in your life for a certain amount of time for a certain reason and accept it for that and then move on to the next phase of your life. And, you know, the door will open for new people to walk into your life to be the character, like, you know, secondary characters in that part, in that chapter. So just something I wanted to share in case that resonates with anybody as well. I mean, if you're like, think of it as you're writing your own life story if you're dragging along characters that don't make sense, that don't fit into the plot, that don't mesh with the main character as you anymore, like, you would be a terrible author. Totally. You would be fired from your publishing house for writing like that. So <laughs> I think it's the same. Like, it, you should be evaluating these things as, is this adding to my life? And not that, like, every person in your life you have to grab things from and they're, you know... But I mean, is this making me, is this person making me a better person? Is this person making me feel better? Because that's what friends should be. They should be Mm -hmm. someone that like makes you happy and you enjoy spending time with them. And 
that's kind of it at the simplest level. But if you are not getting that from a relationship anymore, then maybe that's one of the signs that you should be kind of reevaluating this friendship and how much space it takes up in your life or your life story. Totally. And that's been what it's been. That's been what it's been. That's what it's been for (laughs) me where I just realized because it's too, I don't want to act too impulsively where this is very much me where I'm just like, this person's, you know, annoying me and I'm going to say something to like, kind of like, I don't know, lash out a little bit. I'm trying to like really reel myself in (laughs) and not everything needs to be like such a big scene or just because somebody hurts you doesn't mean you have to hurt them. And I know that sounds like very immature, but that's just, I don't know, sometimes how my mind works. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm not sure where I was going with that, but in any case, (laughs) bringing it back to what I was thinking about originally was, oh yes, is just seeing, like evaluating the situation is, is this person just like having a bad day and therefore like we had a fight or is this like a reoccurring thing? You know, is this person consistently Mm -hmm. making you feel, you know, less than in any sort of way? So are they not supporting you today because it's a bad day for them or are they consistently not supporting you and cheering you on when you want them to, you know? And like you're saying, Tig, I think if it's consistent, that's when you need to really like think about how you're going to move forward with it. And remember that you're allowed to walk away from anything that doesn't feel right. And you shouldn't feel guilty for doing what's best for you. Mm -hmm. If it's consistently a downer in your life, like Tig and saying, don't drag those characters out because Mm -hmm. you're hurting yourself in the end, you know? Yeah, like I've been in situations where someone who I thought was a good friend has like said stuff that just like rubbed me the wrong way consistently. Mm -hmm. And then it gets to a point where it's like every interaction I have with this person is just leaving me with like a bad taste in my mouth. And so it's like, okay, I'm aware that this is what's causing me to feel this way. I'm not going to be like texting them, I'm not your friend anymore. I'm just like, okay, I am going to take my energy away from this and then it's going to lose its power pretty much. Yeah. And Teg, that's so good because that's something I'm just learning to do. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I said, I kind of have this tendency to be like, I always need to say the last word kind of thing. So if somebody's like, you know, leaving a bad taste in my mouth and I'm like, well, I'm going to leave a bad taste in your mouth as well. Like, it's just this really (laughs) immature, deep down person that I'm trying so hard to like change, (laughs) but that's me. So that's something that I'm learning is I'm finding comfort in this whole idea of like your story, the characters, you know, certain chapters of your life, all of that. That's helping me get closure without having to speak my mind and get that last word in to get right. that closure. And like you're saying, Tag, you don't need to text them and be like, hey, just so you know, I decided we're no longer friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, don't do that. It's a simple, Too far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> something that I've recently found a lot of value in rather than doing that is muting people on social media. You know, if you're like, mm. like you're saying, Tag, if you're constantly um, 
being rubbed the wrong way by a certain person and you're just not enjoying the time that you're interacting with them, limit the amount of times you interact with them. And social media is a huge trigger for me and I think a huge trigger for a lot of people is seeing somebody, you know, living their life in a, I don't know, just living their life in general and you're like, that was a bad way to say that. <laughs> I'm just so in my head right now. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I get what you're saying. Like, you're like, okay, so you weren't there for me as a friend. You're not texting me back. You're not giving me the support I need. But then I see you out, say, with other friends or I see you out like you have time to post on social media, but you don't have time to give me like the little bit of love and attention that I need as a friend. Yeah. And it's not like. Like, the toxic thing to do would be, like, commenting, like, I see you have time to post on social. (laughs) But I think the, like, safe thing and non-toxic thing to do would be, like, what you're saying, to unfollow or just mute, you know? You don't have to make a whole big thing about it. Exactly. And then it's not something that's coming up, up, and again, and again, like, in your mind. Yeah, exactly. Because in that situation, again, they're not... They're just living their life. They're not posting things on social media to be malicious or to be, like... Hey, Sadie, look at, you know, like, I'm purposely doing all these things and not responding to your text. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you right, know, it's right. not coming from a malicious place. So don't give it that, like, don't allow it to have that power over your mind and just remove yourself from the situation. And, like, muting on social mm-hmm. media is a great way to do that, where it's, like, again, I really think, like, timing is kind of everything here. So it's not that you want to unfollow this person and never see what they're doing ever again in their life. You know, it's just like temporarily time out. I can't deal with this right now. And like, I don't want to just like put myself in this situation. Like I'm trying to get over it Mm -hmm. or trying to like, you know, process closure in some way. So just like remove yourself from that situation and like a little mute is super powerful. (laughs) (laughs) It's really helping. Yeah. The funny thing is I like, I've had friends who, when I see them, like their posts it like makes me feel uneasy or anxious but and then it's like I'm trying to post stuff that would be like considered cool because then I'm like oh well they're gonna see it and like it's so toxic and then there have been times when I go and look and then they're like not even following me anymore Mm. and I'm like oh I could just unfollow them like that was so easy and I feel so much better but then it's like all this pressure that I'm just like putting on myself for no reason that makes no sense yeah 100% and I feel that way for friendships but dating is next Mm. level when it comes to that kind of stuff and there's so many like dating games I guess that people play and it's just like I really don't have the time for that but at the same time I have like played some games I guess like (laughs) unconsciously I guess but Like I was saying, I'm somebody who needs closure and typically it's being like, listen, you know, and like telling them all my like threatening messages start with listen. (laughs) (laughs) At least when I'm speaking them out loud. But anyways, people are probably like, I'm never listening to this podcast again. Sadie's like a mess. (laughs) This huge bitch. I promise, guys. (laughs) It's just something I'm working on. (laughs) But anyways, when it comes to dating, it's so easy to get caught up in those games. And Mm -hmm. 
I'm for my closure I delete all my text conversations regardless if it's like a guy or if it's a friendship if there's any text conversation Mm -hmm. that makes me annoyed I delete it instantly and even if the conversation (laughs) is still going I delete it I'm just like you know what I'm just gonna erase this from like my memory free up that headspace and like deleting the text conversation is a literal way to do that (laughs) but Mm -hmm. I did the same thing on social media where I unfollow guys especially not so much friends but guys Mm -hmm. where you know we like kicked it off it was really great and then I just unfollowed them because it ended up not going anywhere or whatever but similar to how we're saying friendships so okay there's two guys actually (laughs) that this has like (laughs) recently happened to for me where it was like I could really see this like going somewhere and like I wish it did but it never did happen so that was my exact reaction was delete their number because I don't want to like be tempted to reach out to them knowing that I'm like this deep down awful person who always needs to like have something to say (laughs) I was like remove that possibility from happening (laughs) Mm -hmm. and unfollow them on Instagram because I don't want to see what they're up to but like you're saying tag I want them to see everything I'm up to and you just like play these like stupid mind games with them but also with yourself And then I was thinking Mm -hmm. about how friendships, you kind of associate them to a time in your past. And we're talking about like outgrowing friendships um, and, you know, letting go of people and leaving them in the past with that past chapter of your life. But it just kind of recently dawned on me how I'm going to sound like a hopeless romantic here, but guys are kind of the opposite (laughs) where if, especially if you met them on dating apps and you haven't actually like officially dated and like been together I feel like there's really no reason to be like delete number, unfollow from Instagram. You fell off the face of the earth and like, I'm going to pretend you never existed. Like that's just extremist. And don't worry, girls, I do the exact same thing as I just shared with you. (laughs) But it's kind of like having the idea that this person is just not meant to be in this chapter of my life right now. And if it brings you Mm -hmm. like... Um, closure or if it brings you like faith and like hope that maybe sometime down the line they will be a character in your life like I feel like just simply continuing to follow them on Instagram and like keep in touch periodically is a great way to do that especially with somebody that you feel like you had an actual connection with does that make sense yeah and again it could just be temporarily muting them on social media but not cutting the tie altogether you know Mm-hmm. unless it's a toxic relationship <laughs> well yeah <laughs> and exactly what you were saying about how people are in your life for a certain times like there are people that you were friends with because you were just like close in proximity whether that's you went to high school together or you worked at the same place or you went to university together and it's totally normal and fine that those relationships like those people might not stay your best friends in the whole world because everyone's evolving and everyone's changing and like because like I'm a different person than I was in high school I'm a different person Mm -hmm. than I was in university even like I'm a different person at the job I'm in now compared to the first job I ever had so to kind of expect those friends to just continuously roll over is you know, unrealistic. So I think it's kind of normal as people go on different paths, like those paths kind of move away from each other. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that like, there are people who are going through stuff at different speeds. We both moved away 
straight out of high school and went to university. But there are so many people I know who did not do that or they went to university close to home and so they didn't move out or they still might not have moved out from their parents' place. And so maybe when that change comes, that's going to like really rock their perspective and change who they are. And everyone around us is kind of going through those micro changes all the time, whether it's like they have their first boyfriend or they got their first like big job and, you know, people are just constantly evolving. And sometimes that just means that you're growing apart Mm -hmm. or maybe closer together. I don't know. Yeah. And (laughs) honestly, sometimes I think that perfectly captures what I was thinking (laughs) as I'm like a hot mess all over the place. Sometimes people can grow together again. You know what I mean? That's why I'm saying like, sometimes it's just like a temporary, like maybe a few years bump in the road where you and this friend grow apart. And even Teg and I feel like you and I have had like not an up and down friendship. I don't feel like there was ever Mm -hmm. like a really like down part, but we were never like as close to friends as we are right now, you know? And I think that's the perfect example of we, you know, literally met on the first day of kindergarten. And it's just so easy to say, you've been my best friend since kindergarten. But realistically, like when we went through, you know, grade school, we were like, we Mm -hmm. walked to school together every day, but then we would kind of go about, hang out with our different friend groups and then walk home together. And then middle school was kind of the same thing. And then high school, we became better friends. And then again, Mm -hmm. we, you know, still had other friends that we hung out with. And then we went to college. We lived totally different cities at first. And then as soon as you moved to Toronto, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we were like best friends. You know, even though we had known each other our entire lives, we had never been this good of friends. Who knew we would do a podcast on this, you know, all these years (laughs) later. So I think too, that's a big thing. It, It is like, yes, you can grow apart and sometimes you have to grow apart and you don't come back together, but sometimes there is a chance. And like I was saying on the romantic side, especially is sometimes there's a chance you do come back together Mm -hmm. just in a different chapter when the timing's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are people that I've worked with who, when I stopped working at a place, they were my best friend there. And now I don't talk to them at all. Whereas there were people who like were my acquaintances at work who I'm now a lot more closer to because they were the ones who were like putting in the time and putting in the energy and we like the timing was right totally like exactly what you were saying and it's the same with like gaining friends losing friends the timing's either right or it's wrong and it doesn't have to be like a dramatic friends breakup like there are people in my life who I'm not that close to but if they reached out to me and were like I'm coming to Toronto I really want to hang out I'd be like okay sure yeah let's hang out yeah but I'm also kind of aware of where I stand with them and I know that I'm not putting in kind of the effort to reach out to them to be like hey do you want to come hang out you know what I mean like it's I'm just kind of aware of where I stand with my friends and then I don't have unrealistic expectations like I know this is a friend that I see once a year Mm mm-hmm and that's fine. Yeah. Whereas like you are a friend that I text 24 seven, like a crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just the life you have now because you have a podcast with me, but having just kind of like the expectation of like knowing, okay, so this friend I can text every once in a while, or this person, um, you know, I will maybe invite to a Christmas party and if they show up great, Mm -hmm. if not, 
yeah. no hard feelings, whatever. So Yeah, totally. I love that. And something I saved on Pinterest says, notice the people who make an effort to stay in your life. And I feel that's exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying, Tag. And then match that effort. You know, if they're making the mm-hmm. effort to be in your life every single day, like I am to you being like, good morning, <laughs> happy podcast day. <laughs> That's what it's like to text me, guys. Yeah, you're missing out. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, I'm also texting you 24-7, so you text me 24-7. You know, mm-hmm. like, you're put, we're putting in the same amount of effort, and that's that. But, yeah. like, you're saying the friends that only text you once a year, you're aware and acknowledge how much effort they put in, so you match it rather than setting yourself up for any type of disappointment or unrealistic expectation. And I think yeah. that's so, so smart and so good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like now with COVID, especially, like, it's always so hard in the winter. Um, Winter, like, affects me greatly as far as, like, my energy levels and just, like, my general just, like, well-being, feeling, like, a lot more down. And I feel like a lot of people also go through that, and the pandemic definitely doesn't help because Mm -hmm. normally it's like, how do you fix that? Well, you go out to lunch with a friend and then you go shopping and you know you obviously can't do that right now so I feel like now is a good time to kind of maybe blindly reach out to friends that you feel like this always happens with me where I a conversation just ends and then I'm like I don't know how to pick it up again and then I start Mm -hmm. overthinking it and it's like should I be the first one to text them like I don't know yeah But I feel like now everyone's being hit hard. So now might be a good time to be reaching out and just being like, hey, checking in. Yeah. COVID sucks. What's up with you? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I love the idea of checking up on your friends during COVID. Um, Obviously, Mm -hmm. like we were saying earlier, only like we're all going through a lot. So just kind of reach out when you actually do have the mental capacity to take on somebody's Mm -hmm. response, you know, like don't push yourself and don't expect them to have the mental capacity to take on your problems in return. But Mm -hmm. it is such a good time to reach out to friends and it is a time where we are all craving connection. So reaching out is a good idea. And something that one of my sisters and her friends did is set up a weekly coffee date. So like every Wednesday they have morning coffee together and they just catch up on like their lives kind of thing. And I thought that was such a good idea. And It's something that I've done with some friends, not the coffee dates, because if anybody knows me, they know (laughs) morning is not my prime time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I need to be like, okay, more like a wine happy hour is more my speed. But having these weekly chats with you tag is like the highlight of my week, you know, every single week. Like we usually talk a bit before and after these recordings and it's just so nice to like stay connected during these times. And um, also just, you know, keeping in touch with um, people maybe that you wouldn't normally keep touch with you know it's just so much easier like virtually so setting up you know reoccurring times it doesn't have to be weekly but maybe like once a month you have one of those house party or you know just like a virtual meetup with a friend or a group of friends and just all Mm -hmm. connect you know because it is so important to do that yeah absolutely yeah and it's Like, there are just so many good ways to do it now. Like, it's not like last March where it's, like, these awkward Zoom calls where no one knows how to do anything. Like, everyone gets the etiquette now. There's so many different things. Like, I've been playing, um, like, virtual settlers with uh, friends. Or, like, I've been watching movies on Netflix through, like, Netflix parties. Mm -hmm. Like, and it doesn't have to be a whole 
big thing like I'm planning a zoom birthday party and we've got to do this this like it can be super casual and it can be super short like did you want to hop on a 15 minute call just to like like you were saying have a coffee or have a glass of wine and Mm -hmm. you know so many people are looking for that even just like I find like responding to Instagram stories something so quick and easy it's just like a nice way to like connect to people because like I know I personally I like love even when like a random person I haven't talked to in like five years is like oh your cats are cute I'm Mm -hmm. like thank you and it just like makes my whole day like little interactions like that that's all it takes totally and that's what social media is for we all forget it like it's not a comparison game it's not a highlight reel like Mm -hmm. it's made to connect you with people that you don't talk to every day you know keep up on their lives and like keep you in touch somehow so yeah I love that idea so much Mm -hmm. The last thing I wanted to talk about, and it might be tricky since we are still living through this pandemic, but how to make friends as an adult. And this is something Mm -hmm. I feel like I've talked to both my sisters about and maybe even some of my friends. It's just like, how do you make friends once you're out of school? (laughs) Because it becomes like something you actually have to put effort into rather than just like, oh, I have a class with this girl. I sit beside her every day and naturally we have formed a friendship, you know? So Mm -hmm. I wanted to know, Teg, what would your advice be for making friends as an adult? I feel like the majority of my like new adult friends I make through work just because it's like, it's the proximity thing we were talking about. It's like, you know, this person and I live on the same floor at university. It's the same thing. Like we work in the same building we Mm -hmm. have because it gives you a shared experience. And that's what a lot of friendships based on. So that's a lot of my friends. And then I feel like through like meeting people through the friend circle you already have because you know that they shared like some of the same values as you so like some of your friends Sadie I now consider my friends because we've like hung out at the same parties or like been to the same events Mm -hmm. and it's the same like friends of my husband I now consider my friends or friends of my brother so yeah I think those are the two major categories of friends in my life yeah and Mine's actually the exact same, I think. I totally agree mm-hmm. with what you said on the work front. Like, you spend so much time with these people. So we talked about this in the last episode or however many episodes ago, how much time you spend at work, and it's, <laughs> therefore it's important to yeah. like what you do. But a big part of work, too, is the people you are working with. So it's mm-hmm. very probable that you have something in common with these people considering you're, you know, doing the same thing for a living and you work in the same place, you know, like you can talk to your work friends about work drama that you can't necessarily talk to your best friend about because they don't know the people at work to get full context into Mm -hmm. it. So it just bonds you together. And my work friends, like actually, um, I have taken away at least one really good friend from every job I've had. And right now I have like two work friends that I confide in with everything. And it started out just confiding in them with work stuff, but then it just very quickly blurs the line where you're now also talking about your personal life because you can't just, Mm -hmm. you know, shut off your personal life at 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You know, like it's kind of ever going, especially as we're like working from home. So these friendships Mm -hmm. just naturally evolve. And I think too, I'm not the type of person who goes to work to make friends, but it just inevitably happens. So something to keep in mind for sure. Yeah. And I feel like it makes your work um, easier 
and better. Like when you're friends with the people you work with. Yeah, exactly. It makes it so much nicer. It does. Yeah. Um, And I agree, Teg, like social events is another really great way to make friends. Going to parties and, you know, going out when we're allowed to go out. I'm a huge introvert. (laughs) I would much rather stay home and spend time by myself because that's just who I am. But going out and actually being social, like, you have to do it if you're actually wanting to make an effort to make friends, you know? And I think, like you're saying, like, it could be somebody from work invited you to a party and you don't want to go because you don't know any of their friends. But once you do go, you start forming these relationships and you probably have something in common with your friend's friends and it's that mutual friend, you know? So... It's definitely Mm -hmm. a good way to grow your circle if that's what you're looking to do. Um, And even just not everybody needs to be like your best friend who you tell everything to, but it's just nice to have social interactions and have like, you know, those people that you can just react to their Instagram story or whatever, but you're still being social Mm -hmm. in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The last two are things that I'm just going to throw out there in case people are like, no, I work with all super old white men and no, I don't like going to parties. <laughs> okay. So my other two, um, suggestions for you, number one, this again, isn't like COVID friendly, but traveling. So I think, um, especially women, we feel very like limited in traveling. If our friends don't want to go with us, or if we can't you know, talk somebody into going with us. But last March, I signed up to go to Bali with the girls trip. And I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend that trip, like that group, sorry, but signing up, going on a trip with a group of people is so great because you're not limiting yourself. Like you still feel safe and you're seeing a place that you want to see, you know, but you're spending X amount of days with these people that it's very possible that one of them is going to become, you know, at least one of them is going to become a good friend and they -hmm. might not be from where you're from. So on my trip, it's a new Toronto based company. So a lot of the girls who were on the trip are from Toronto and the GTA, but there were some from the U S and some from different parts of Canada. So also it was kind of nice, especially for me who likes to travel, making friendships with people who live all around the world, you know? So I know next time I'm in, I don't know, like Texas, there's a girl from Texas. Or next time I'm in Calgary, Mm -hmm. there's somebody I can reach out to when I go to Calgary. So that's fun. But also I made a really great friendship with one of the girls who's from Toronto. So it was so nice to be like, wow, you know, like we met in Bali, but we come from the same town. So we can continue to be friends when we go back and like actually see each other. Like Mm -hmm. that was nice. And kind of like you're saying, Tag, about work, you have a shared experience to bond you guys but it's just the trip that you took and how you met so definitely recommend that for the travelers listening yeah I love kind of in the same vein as far as like it's not COVID friendly but I loved um just like chatting with random people at the bar Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean like at a club, like talking to creepy <laughs> people. I mean like at like a normal <laughs> bar where there's like a bar that you can sit at. Yeah. I feel like it's just so nice to be just like, hey, you know, are you here to see the band? Or like, hey, what are you drinking? I, it's like it's probably easier because I'm a woman where if it was like a random dude who asked you that it would be like weird. But 
Yeah. I just love that. And I feel like I've met so many interesting people. And some of them are just like friends for the night or whatever. <laughs> okay, but, Tay. One night like, stands over there. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. But it's like <laughs> you meet people that you would just like never meet in your normal life. Yeah. And it could just be like, hey, have you ever been to this bar before? Like, what's going on? Especially, like, the later it is, the more people have to drink, the more Mm -hmm. people are just, like, happy to have a buddy to talk to. Totally. And it's just super fun. But the reason this happens is because Tyrell always is, like, finds some random person to chat with and wanders off and leaves me by myself. So then it's (laughs) like, okay, time to make friends. Let's go down the bar. But I feel like that's something that, like seems this is maybe just for me because I'm like an anxious person but it seems like something crazy like you couldn't just like say hi to a random person at a bar but it's like sure you can they're, if if they're sitting there by themselves they're probably wishing someone would come talk to them so. totally exactly if yeah. like the roles were reversed you'd be happy if somebody came and talked to you mm-hmm. yeah and that's so true and it's funny I before I traveled by myself, I had never ate at a restaurant alone. And it is kind of a weird thing for some people. But mm-hmm. traveling alone when I was forced to eat by myself every single day, like at a restaurant or cafe, it was crazy the amount of people who just like, you know, just ask you about your story. Like, where, you know, yeah. are you traveling or mm-hmm. um, where are you from? You know, like those sorts of things. And it's just like we were saying, it doesn't have to be a lifelong best friend, but it's just that human interaction that you're having that is so fulfilling in a certain way. So I love that. And also Mm -hmm. for like people who are looking to like make more friends, always sit at the bar too. Like if there's an option between table (laughs) and bar, if you're sitting at a table, like it's still possible, like especially in cafes for, you know, people to strike up conversation when you're sitting alone but when you're sitting at the bar like I feel like every time I've sat at a bar regardless if it's by myself or with my friends the people beside me always somehow end up talking to me you know so I Mm -hmm. love that so much and it doesn't need to be just when you're traveling like you're saying tag it could just be you going out like downtown Toronto you know when that's allowed (laughs) yeah have you ever seen the movie um before sunrise I don't think so I feel like you should watch it. It's This is off track, but okay. <laughs> it's basically, it starts Ethan Hawke, very young, very attractive in okay. his prime, <laughs> and he is on a train in Vienna, and he kind of just like locks eyes across the train car with uh, this girl, and he just goes over and starts a conversation, and she's like, oh yeah, I'm taking this train somewhere else. I can't remember. And he's like, oh, I have to get off here in Vienna. And my flight leaves for me to send me back to the U.S. in the morning. So I'm, but I can't afford a hotel. So I'm just going to walk around the city. And he like convinces her to walk around the city with him. All right. I have an admittedly insane idea, but if I don't ask you, this is just, uh, you know, it's going to haunt me the rest of my life. What? Um, I want to keep talking to you. You know, I have no idea what your situation is, but uh, but I feel like we have some kind of uh, connection, right? Yeah, me too. Yeah, right. Well, great. So listen, here's the deal. This is what we should do. You should get off the train with me here in Vienna and come check out the town. What? Come on, it'll be fun. Come on. <laughs> what would we do? Um, I don't know. All I know is I have to catch an Austrian Airlines flight tomorrow morning at 9.30, and I don't really have enough money for a hotel, so I was just going to walk around. And it'd be a lot more fun if you came with me. And if I turn out to be some kind of psycho, you know, you just get on the next train. All right, all right. Think of it like this. Um, uh, jump ahead. 
10, 20 years, okay? And you're married. And only your marriage doesn't have that same energy that it used to have, you know? You start to blame your husband. You start to think about all those guys you've met in your life and what might have happened if you picked up with one of them, right? Well, I'm one of those guys. That's me. You know, so think of this as time travel from then to now uh, to find out what you're missing out on. See, what this really could be is a gigantic favor to both you and your future husband to find out that you're not missing out on anything. I'm just as big as loser as he is, totally unmotivated, totally boring, and uh, you made the right choice and you're really happy. Let me get my bag. It is very, very cute and very romantic. What is it called again? Before Sunrise. Okay. But it, there's a trilogy, so it's Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, okay. and then Before Midnight. Okay. Anyways, I really, really love those movies. But it literally starts out with him just being like, seeing another young person on the train and being like, hey, do you want to hang out? And she's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then that. they fall in love. But Ooh, I yeah. love that so much. Yeah. I definitely need to watch that. It's very cute. It's like, there's, I have like a list of 10 movies that when I watch them, I like feel like I'm falling in love. Oh, so I have these so like good. sacred movies that I like feel into my heart. And that's one of them Ooh. where I'm like, I know that love exists because I feel it when I watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. my rant about it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And that's so something now that I can like relate to because being an introvert mm -hmm. before I traveled alone, I never really had that feeling, but my first solo trip was to San Francisco and maybe now we're just like kind of going into story time. But, um, <laughs> my first trip to San Francisco I was really scared and I was actually not thinking I would be that scared. But as soon as I got there, um, I was just shaking the whole time and mm -hmm. super scared, but I was like, this is why you're doing this is to put yourself outside of your comfort zone. So right. it was a few days into my trip. Actually, I think I was only there for a handful of days, but maybe the second or third day into my trip. And I had planned an Airbnb experience, which if you're traveling alone, those are also a really great way to meet people. Um, maybe mm -hmm. we should have a whole podcast on traveling and traveling alone because I could talk about this forever. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> after my Airbnb experience, my phone was completely like dead okay so I needed to like call an uber and I had just called an uber and my phone died and I was like oh shit like my uber's not even gonna find me like this really sucks mm -hmm. I don't okay maybe it didn't actually completely die but I was like on the edge of dying so I ended up getting in the uber and was trying to charge I charged my phone a little tiny bit so it did die. Then I charged it a little bit in the Uber. And then he dropped me off at this random cafe because I was, I didn't even know where I was going or where I was. Mm -hmm. So I just got dropped off at this cafe and I sat down and had my phone plugged in behind the counter just so it could get some juice for me to like continue going about my day. And this older lady came over and just started talking to me and she found out I was from Toronto, but her good friend, oh, I wish I could remember her friend her friend's name but her good friend lives just around the corner and she just got back from Toronto and she absolutely loved it and she can't believe that somebody from Toronto is now visiting here San Francisco oh. <laughs> and I was in like this like not very touristy part I think it was called Sunset District or something so it's not like a huge touristy part of San Francisco so they just couldn't believe I was in their neck of the woods so she was like do you mind just like coming to talk to my friend like she would love to talk to you about Toronto and I was like you know, I think 
inside you'll get a feeling if it's a bad situation or not but I was like this lady is so pure and like this whole situation (laughs) is amazing I have nothing else to do with my time I might as well talk to them so I went and I talked to her friend and literally they were just talking about how they stayed on like in Yorkville like on Bloor Street and like they were just saying like street names and were just so happy that I knew what streets they were talking about and I was like (laughs) everybody in Toronto knows where Bloor Street is but okay (laughs) Yeah. So it was just like that little bit of connection. And same when I went to Amsterdam on my layover to Bali last year. And I, again, was on my own just for the day in Amsterdam, this 13-hour layover. And I went through the Anne Frank Museum. But then after the museum, I was like, you know, emotionally exhausted after that experience. But just wanted Mm -hmm. to like sit down before I took on the rest of my day and then headed back to the airport to continue my journey. And while I was sitting in there's like a cafe when you come out of the museum. I was just sitting there by myself enjoying a latte and this girl comes over and is like, hey, did you just go through the museum? And I was like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> like I'm sitting here at the end and she was like, I'm, I forget, she studied like travel and tourism and she was writing a paper on um, the experience of museums and like how people like interpret information and stuff. So she just Mm -hmm. like kind of interviewed me for a paper she was writing on my experience on going through the exam. And I got to learn about her whole life story, you know, and she kind of learned about where Mm -hmm. I was from. And it was just like a really great bonding experience, but I'm never going to see these people again. But it just like was so nice that somebody reached out to me when I was all alone, you know, totally outside of my comfort zone. And Yeah. yeah, my grandma is like the queen of just like chatting with people and just like, becoming friends with them she's like so good with faces she remembers all of my friends like she asked me about people and I was like oh I forgot they existed like how do you remember this but she was once on a trip in Toronto um where it was like something to do with her casino everyone from the casino who spent a certain amount of money got this trip to go see a show downtown Toronto so she was on this trip chilling and she was at a cafe and she was talking to random people about Justin Bieber and how she thought he was great you'd love this Sadie I love this. <laughs> you'd I'm love like, Justin Bieber I'm like can you so she's talking about these random people <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's the next guest on the pod this was a while ago like maybe a couple years ago and she was saying to these strangers for some reason that she really wanted to go to Stratford because she heard they had a Justin Bieber museum And she was like, I've heard it's great. They have so much stuff in there because his grandparents donated all this stuff to the museum. And they were like, "Um, we didn't donate them. We just lent them. And my grandma was like, what? And they're like, yeah, we're Justin's grandparents. What? (laughs) And then they spilled all this tea. This was before he was like openly dating Haley Baldwin or Haley Mm -hmm. Bieber now. And they were like, yeah, she's dating this girl named Haley, blah, blah, blah. And I remember my grandma was telling me and I was like, Haley who? I don't even know. (laughs) Now we know. It's Haley Bieber. So that's the lesson that you should just chat with everyone because you never know when you could be chatting with Justin Bieber's grandparents. Exactly. Oh, man. That brings this whole podcast, like, full circle, actually. Me talking about (laughs) Justin Bieber at the beginning. Exactly. That's so funny. Okay, yeah. I feel like those are all really great tips on how to make friends Mm -hmm. as an adult. Um, You could also try, like, you know, dating apps. Not dating apps, but, like, Bumble BFF, for instance. You know, like, there's 
te- the techniques you use to like find guys, I guess you can use to like find <laughs> friends as well. So even just like mm-hmm. sliding into people's DMs, like I've had some people just reach out to me being like, oh my God, like, especially when I was traveling in Bali, like a lot of people be like, oh my gosh, where is this? Like, this is such a gorgeous photo or whatever. And like I said, if you get like weird vibes, you don't have to like participate in the conversation. But if you're like, mm-hmm. this is nice, you know, even if you don't know this person or you continue to talk to them, just like engaging in conversation via DM can be nice sometimes too. Yeah. Tyrell is like the king of making friends on Instagram. Like really? he has so many random cool people that he's just like met through Instagram. It's because he he is like my grandma in which that he just like is happy to have a conversation. And yeah. it's just like, okay, so we're going to have a conversation. Let's talk about this. And it's just like no BS <laughs> cuts to it. And he's like that on social media. And I feel like if there's someone he like admires or wants to be friends with, he's like, hey, I think that's really yeah. cool. And yeah. then 99% of the time they're like, oh, thanks for reaching out, you know? Yeah. Like, totally. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, Tag, I'm going to steal your spotlight and I'm going to read a quote to end <laughs> this episode. Great. I found one a few weeks ago and saved it on Instagram and I'm so glad I get to share it with people. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so to sum up this whole thing, here we go. Um, this quote is by Ruby Dahl and I think she has a whole little book of poems, a whole book of little poems out now, so definitely check it out. Um, but it says, nothing stays the same. People move on. Hearts break dreams change. What you wanted from life versus what's important to you now varies as time goes on. Friends move cities and relationships change shades as though they're setting with the sun. And all you can do is accept each phase of life with open arms and try to make the most of who you were and what you've become. I feel like it just... Love it. Yeah, totally encompasses everything we were talking about. You know, things change, people change, people come and go. Um, But... Mm -hmm. You know, you're just the constant in your life. And rather than dwelling on past relationships or holding on to the hope of future relationships, you can just make the most of your current time and your current situation and live your life to the best that way or live your life to the fullest that way, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. Don't put unneeded pressure on yourself or your relationships. Yeah. Just let them be. Yes. And the next time we have a conversation on this topic, we are inviting your grandma and Tyrell. <laughs> They'll yeah, be the guests. That experts. Week. My grandma, I don't know, she's magical. I feel like she needs to teach me how to be good at small talk. Which grandma is this? Uh, my mom's mom. Okay, yeah. She's she's yeah. very good. She makes me feel very important when we are talking, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and she's like like she used to have a B and B. And mm, I feel like she's just like the why. ideal B&B host. Yeah. Yeah. I love she's that. She's an interesting lady. Yeah. She's very good at finding four-leaf clovers. Like, what? freakishly good. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So, like, all the books in her house have, like, a bunch of four-leaf clovers. So. Wow. Yep. All right. Well, <laughs> tune in next time when we talk she to She could be t- your friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you need more friends, she could be your friend. DM us and Tegan will hook you up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in to our golden twenties. You can find us on Instagram and sometimes TikTok at our golden twenties. Oh yeah. Spotify. (laughs) That is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely want to be following us on Spotify because we have some (laughs) exciting playlists planned. So 
Yes. Be around for that for sure. Awesome. (laughs) We will talk to you guys next week. See you next Tuesday.